0: Society 13 Podcast Network. Redefining Podcasts. Society-13.com I like to listen. You want to see something really scary? You bet. Music. Horror. horror Arts. Politics. And overall badass Please.
1: Welcome...
0: Ooh. Kettle whistle radio for real on society entertainment network. And now your host, David Fairhead. This is all we need to get to the planet Mars. Quick. And what is it? It's Bubble Up! What else?
2: Band Bubble Up! And who doesn't love a great piece of bubble gum that will put you right into space? Well, the hour is upon us, and we have a very special guest. Johnny, can I call you Johnny? You may. Mr. Daggers. Um, so, you have this film. It's not noctambular? I, I, please explain to our, our listeners out there that don't understand the films you make.
1: The films I make, well, they were horror, and I'm kind of departing from that genre. But Noctambulist does have elements of horror in it. Noctambulist uh, means sleepwalker, so it revolves around a character by the name of Zella, who is going mad. I don't want to give too much of the storyline away. Um, oh, it's full of tomfoolery, I must say. It, it,
2: it, it's fantastic at the same time. But for God's sakes, who makes a movie like this
1: now? Well, I got, I got bored with everything else. You know, if that's the thing. It seems like everything's been said and done, and I'd rather just go back and revisit something that hasn't been done, you know, a hundred years. And... uh make it fresh and new again. And I think that with Noctambulist, not only did it combine uh, noir elements from the early 1900s, but German expressionless, um, it also combined experimental elements and of course a little bit of horror. And it's also a thriller, I think mostly, in suspense. So it really has a lot of elements to it.
2: It's a thriller like my grandparents could not even imagine. Uh, Talk about your lies, cheating, and stealing. You make a twist as if you talked someone into believing. A cow patty is an actual hamburger. That is correct. (laughs) We'll see about that. We'll see what people think. But honestly, uh, talkies are all the rage. What made you a silent film maker? Can I call you Mr. Daggers, by the way?
1: You may. All right,
2: Johnny. Well, thank you.
1: Explain Well, I've always appreciated silent films, and in fact, going back to my first short film, Sam Hay Night Feast, which was black and white and had some Hitchcockian type noir elements to it, um, I really always wanted to move in the direction of making silent films, at least once, you know, in my career. And it was a matter of when I filmed Sam Hay Night Feast, that was on a fly, I had no previous training, had no idea what I was doing, and it literally took me Six or seven years to get to the point that I learned my craft well enough that I could. Because horror is a very easy genre. No disrespect to horror filmmakers, but anyone will tell you. And Mr. Brian Coddington, who is an ex-partner of mine, he and I had this talk and, and he said, "Oh, you know,
2: regular on these airwaves." And he said,
1: "Yes." And he even told me back in the day when we were, when I did Sam Hain, he said, "You know, Johnny." Horror is the easiest genre to learn how to do makeup and special effects, and also one of the easiest genres uh, for a director to shoot. And so, for me to, I think that it was needed, and and, you know, I am a horror fan, so I think that that was the right genre for me to get my start into, but it's never where I wanted to stay full time. I've always been a fan of early German expressionist films, as mentioned, uh, silent films. Films like The Original Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, Phantom Carriage, The Original Nosferatu, The Silent Frankenstein, all those films were films that always appealed to me much more than the talkies. And I also liked the sin factor of the pre Code era films, uh, which happened before the Hayes Code came into effect. And. Uh, You know, they started censoring our films and what we could or couldn't do so the the pre-code era and the the silence were always what really appealed to me and now I think I'm at that point in my career where I can go off into that direction and start leaving horror behind and that's what I I did with Noctambulus Creepy good stuff but I gotta tell you, I don't want to hear about Mr. Daggers giving up on horror What? Yeah, Uh, I think a lot of it is just I need something fresh for me all the time that gets me excited and, and with horror there's, there's just so much that's, that's been done and you, you'll be probably dismayed to hear and, and yet surprised my next film that I'll be doing which we're in the thralls of pre-production now uh, is going to be a 1940's boxing film so it's going to be completely void of any horror whatsoever it's going to be more of a crime mob drama
2: okay you just opened up Pandora's box
1: uh, what brought that on? I have always, I'm Irish. I've always been a huge fan you and admirer say. of uh, bare knuckle boxing. So that's something that's always intrigued me. And uh, I just thought that it would be a really great story to tell. And I milled it over for a few days, and then all of a sudden I started getting flooded with ideas for the script, and the more that came to me, the more excited I got about the the project, and I think that with Noctambulus not being a full-fledged horror film, and more or less a, you know, a silent noir thriller, I think that it was a good transitional film to go into a film um, like my upcoming film, which is entitled Three Knocks in a Ring, and I wanted that title to have a very pulp title sound to it um, is if you would pick up an old crime pulp novel, so I thought Three Knocks in a Ring had that tone to it. Well, hot dog, my brother, I gotta tell you, I am already looking forward to that. And now a message from our sponsor. Ladies,
2: tired of drying your hair with the same old vacuum cleaner? Try Avon Shade Brand New Beauty Locks Portable Hair Dryer. It's smaller, it's faster, it's guaranteed to give you the hair you've always wanted in half the time. Beauty Locks is delicate and dainty, just like you.
1: The dryer weighs only a pound and easily fits in your hands. Now that's beauty and convenience. With a speedy motor that will dry your hair in as little as 25 minutes, you can get gorgeous
2: hair without falling behind schedule. Don't worry about the little ones or that pie in the oven. Thanks to an extra-long extension cord, you can move around while primping your locks. Forget those long trips to
1: the salon and no more waiting for hours under Monster Machines. Alvanché gives you an easy and speedy hairdo that will blow your man away. Get it now at your nearest Macy's.
2: Yes, ladies, please, <laughs> blow your man away. Meat and cheese. Well, if that doesn't take the cake, we're back here with Mr. Johnny Daggers. Can I call you Johnny? You may. Alright, so Mr. Daggers, absolutely stellar performances. How did you motivate them cats in that
1: film? That was a challenge Being my first silent film It was also A challenge For the actors In the film uh, The lead Character Is Stellan Who was played By Nicholas Nazario And he's Had some acting Experience in the past None of which were In silent And Lauren Pill Played the lead Actress Zella And she actually Did have acting Experience She was As a child On Dawson's Creek Get out and she played the younger version of... I forget the main actress. I mean, wow, the shenanigans. Yes. So she had a great acting start being on Dawson's Creek. And also Nadia White, who is the antagonist actress, she, she's, a, she's one of my favorite actresses I've ever worked with. But, and she is also an actress. She's worked in, with a lot of trauma films, uh, she's been in a lot of James Balsamo films, who was in my last film, a documentary, Blood on the Real, but uh, Nadia's best known I, I'm, I'm because she's with a porn film. I'm familiar with that film. Uh, so Nadia came from porn, Nicholas came from his regular, uh, I think he did some colonial work like on some TV shows playing a colonial soldier and then Lauren came from Dawson's Creek so they all had some acting experience the doctor Dr. Krause played by Tim Scott he did not but he had an amazing look and so what I tried to express to the actors is the fact that the film being silent really relied on body language which you had to tell the story mm-hmm. through your body language more than anything and um, they did a really really great job um uh, so
2: Johnny D, I mean, you already answered a question sort of. Um, just, I, I've got to ask you. Let's cut to the chase. Give us a skinny on your major players there. There's three. Uh, give us names like you. You already elaborated a little bit. Let's hear
1: about where they came from in your head. Where they came from in my head. Your head. <sighs> that wonderful, you know, I wonderful don't head know where of yours and I say this not only about my films but also with my books Um, I almost feel like somebody is channeling through me when I write so I knew that I wanted something dark I knew that I wanted something full of lost desire betrayal all the great ingredients that go into you know the classic noir films and you know it was more or less channeled through me somehow I just opened up you know, my notebook, and as I started to write it, most of the times I didn't even realize what was coming out until I looked down at the paper, so. Hmm.
2: Well, I must say, absolutely stellar performances. I don't know how you motivated those cats, but we're going to get back into that in a moment here. Just got to pay some bills. Let's talk to our sponsors. I'm not afraid of the dark, but for you
0: should be. There are things that glow here. In the dark, best left in the left, left, With the initial smoke cleared from the fall of tomorrow, the blood now flows even thicker with dwelling in the dark. Eleven stories, all bits of the same mysterious puzzle, fitting together with horrific parallels to its predecessor. dot dot com for more info on the author and his work. Still here? Okay. Let's play a game. <laughs>
1: the coffee in the
2: icebox
1: yes mr. Jones it's a new kind of coffee roasted by a new secret process hence this new none such coffee has a different flavor a flavor preserved by vacuum packing the flavor retained by refrigeration after the jar has been opened. just taste it you can't miss that delicate aroma that clean mellow taste yes in cooking the way to a man's heart is most of all through the coffee pot in every jar, you'll find three special pointers, valuable in all methods of making coffee. Try new none-such coffee now. Use half the jar. If not 100 percent satisfied, get all your money back from your grocer without argument. Special for Movie Week, only 28 cents a pound, plus three cents refundable deposit on the jar.
2: None-such coffee. How about that, folks? It doesn't even exist. We're here with Mr. Johnny Daggers. We're talking about silent films. And have you seen Noctemulus? What's wrong with you? Why have you not seen this yet? Johnny, help us.
1: Well, it hasn't been released yet, so... Ah, Jesus Christ. Hopefully no one has seen it. That means somebody would have pirated it. Uh Or it was sent as a promo. Hey, Mr. Daggers, let me... You've seen it because you've been privy to having an advanced press screening, but... Bingo. Yeah.
2: Shenanigans. I claim shenanigans. Um, Mr. Daggers, again, can I call you... John? I'm sorry. Mr. Daggers, just what is a noctambulist in your eyes outside of the definition you gave us earlier? What were you shooting for in
1: this film? Well, I wanted to blend the lines between... Reality and fantasy and madness. Where does sanity end, Hmm. and where does insanity start? That's always been a topic that's appealed to me.
2: And for someone that I I know that, when you film, it's all about respect for women, which is awesome. No filmmaker in history does that. Especially a horror filmmaker. They do not respect women in film. So how do you still get these hotties?
1: Yeah, I mean, with Nadia, as mentioned, she comes from a porn star background and this was the first film that she was ever in where, uh, to quote her, this is the first film that I have ever been in where I haven't flashed my tits and then got killed, end quote. So, for me,
2: I don't know that we can air that. I mean, hey, hey, stop, stop. He's going to a there.
1: I'm sorry, What? Yeah, so that's that's a direct quote from Nadia, but the way that I see it, when I was growing up, what I thought was more erotic than blatant nudity was the old cheesecake pinups, and it was that allure and mystery of what's underneath the, you know, sheer stockings and bullet bra. Uh, To me, that's much more of a turn-on than just, you know, blatant nudity, and... Hot dog, I agree. You know, there's something very erotic about that. I I would say that if given the choice, if there was a woman lying naked in bed or there was a woman lying in bed with a bullet bra and, you know, stockings, garter belts, high heel shoes, uh, which one would get me worked up and in the mood more would be the woman in the bullet bra and the stockings and high heels and and garter belt. That would do it for me, you know. Uh, I don't need to see the nudity. And I think that a lot of my influences you know, they didn't rely on that. I think it's a cheap cop-out, you know, to bring an audience in. Um, You know, I remember being a teenager and and, and, you know my friends wanting to see a film just because it had nudity in it. And they didn't really care about the story or the plot. So I try to respect women. I try to make films that I would want to see. And for me, when you watch Noctambulist, the scene where uh, Lauren, who plays Zella, where she's undressing behind the sheer curtain, or the scene with Nadia uh, in bed mm-hmm. with the bullet broad; those, that—that's so much more erotic to me than actually showing the nudity. So
2: I would have to agree that, and I could take my kids to see the film. And you can, yes. How on God's green earth did you manage set design?
1: Well, I got very lucky with that. Initially, when we started Noctambulist, we had launched a crowdfunding campaign and my makeup artist had reached out to some friends of hers who, as luck would have it, their entire house was furnished with 1920s antiquities and they said, well, you know, we're sorry, Buffy. Uh, Buffy, Roman Fox, is our makeup artist. She did an amazing job. But she, they, they they told her, we said, we're sorry, Buffy, we don't have the money to donate to the crowd fund to help you get this film made, but what we do have that we can offer is our house with all of our antiquities. And so we, we came by that very easily. It was amazing. And then it was a little bit of work trying to find somebody with a 1920s vehicle, uh, but we ended up finding a guy through a car club. I believe my one actor... Ross had found the guy on a car club page and we reached out to him and he was just happy to have his car in the film so there we landed the car and um, you know we had everything else through Bonnie and Steve. Bonnie Shipley Pill and Steve Summerlin were the two owners of the house and I'm very grateful for them and they also did a a lot of work behind the scenes and also acted, had some acting roles in the film as well. Well I've seen some doll
2: faces in my time but not since. Say, Ray, have I seen knockouts like the skirts in your film? And I don't know if you had them in mind before you casted them. Did they fit the mold?
1: Tell me. Yeah, I mean, filming nowadays, it was very important and and almost difficult to find actresses and actors that fit the mold for that particular era. So, you know, I had to go through a lot of people, and you would see headshots, and from that you wouldn't be able to tell if they were heavily tattooed or not. And then you would get some more shots back from them, and they had full sleeves or gauged ears, and it just, they obviously wouldn't work. And with Nadia, she was the only one in the film that had a visible tattoo, but it worked because she had a Sailor Girl tattoo on her back. Um, and a lot of people nowadays don't realize that in the early 20s, women of easy virtue often had tattoos it's not a it's not a modern or current trend uh it was a lot more underground and seedy back then but there there were women with full body suits very
2: tantalizing very
1: tantalizing hey you going somewhere looking like that well consider this tests have shown that if you look great you'll have more success in all aspects of your life don't worry though Help is at hand with Dapper Dan hair pomade. We can transform you from standard Stan into a Dapper Dan in a matter of seconds. Now look at you, a real neat guy and ready to take on the world. Congratulations, you're a Dapper Dan man. Let's remind ourselves of that Dapper Dan difference. Before, after. Hello, who's this? Well, now, that's the Dapper damn Difference.
0: Dapper,
1: Dapper, Dapper Dan, big, for the modern man.
3: Looking for a new place to try for date night or just to hang out with the family? Go to someone else's bar. located at 3841 Willow Avenue, Pittsburgh, PA. Open Tuesdays to Saturday, 4 to 11. The kitchen is open every night until 11 p.m. Want to try a new brew? Try the revolving handle. Or the Beer of the Month. Food specials include Wing Sale Wednesday, 20% off of 6 or 12 wings. And free celery upon request. New items include the Fish Wrap. Grilled fish, fresh cut fries, homemade coleslaw in a, in a wrap with your choice of sauce. Or the delicious Burger Quesadilla. ground Angus beef, choice of cheese, lettuce, tomato, and on any topping you would to a burger. To see more specials, menu, and directions, go to www.someoneelsesbar.com. Someone Else's Bar. Food, drinks, candy. Why go anywhere else?
2: We're back here with Mr. Daggers. i got to ask him. If you have to pick this film, pray tell, Mr. Daggers, I call you you've been through that just what would you say if you had to pitch this film to somebody
1: well it's certainly a film that blurs the lines between sanity and sanity reality and fantasy you know it's it's really there's so much with you having seen the film there are so many elements to this that you know in your basic elevator pitch it's damn near impossible To really convey you know in a quick synopsis of the film you know it's it's full of you know there's a lot of fantasy and thrillers and suspense and, and horror and drama and lust desire passion so
2: I dare say facial expressions they tell a story they do yes some of the best directors use facial expressions and I think you nailed it my friend um oh, thank uh, you. Yeah, oh, oh. So Mr. Da. Is it intimidating doing a period piece such as
1: this? No, not not for me. Really? And that that sounds quite arrogant, I suppose, Yeah, but, it does right now. Um you know, ever since I started filmmaking, people have always told me that I've had a very European style of filmmaking about me where I focus on the long shots. I don't do a lot of quick cuts like they do with films nowadays. So to be inspired by early 1900 German Expressionist films, uh, you know, it has that European feel and and I believe that my style of directing and filmmaking, uh, making these types of films really allows my directing to shine because that's what I've always loved and that's one thing that I've always loved about Woody Allen films and,
0: you know, even quite
1: yeah and i mean you look at quentin tarantino and you know he gets you know people don't like you know, if you go back to reservoir dogs and the long shot at the very beginning when they were in the mm-hmm. restaurant all having the conversation about tipping and this that and the other you know it's just a very long shot but there's so much that can be done with those long shots and i find them gorgeous i'm the person that likes to pay attention to body language whether or not the person how the person's eyes move or whether or not their eyebrows went up or down and all the little subtle nuances that I think a lot of people nowadays uh, find boring because they want the explosions and, uh, you oh. know. So for me, making this film, I, I felt right at home, and I think that maybe that's one reason why it was... It's been so well-recepted by the press that have seen it so far, so...
2: Character... it's, it's Character establishment is what you are good at, and that's what you're talking about when you talk about Tarantino. I don't know who that is. He's yet to be born... <laughs> But um, what incarnation brought this movie to begin with? Were you tired of the genre? Were you tired of... Did you just want to make a silent film? Well, this, like, is, this
1: is the type of film that I've wanted to make since Sammy and Night Feast, but I mm-hmm. just didn't have the experience under my belt to do it successfully. So everything that I've worked to up to this point led me... But, you know, and I don't want to sound... You know, I don't want to sound pompous or... or however somebody wants to take it, but it's almost like with Noctambulus, anything else that Johnny Daggers released prior to this is is dead. Like, this is a new era of filmmaking for me, because this, you know, quite frankly, Sam Hay Nightpiece was never distributed worldwide. It It won the Bastards of Horror Short Film Festival, and then Caustic, you know, never got distributed worldwide, and it never even officially got a director's, uh, released because of certain problems with the original tapes and footage. So, and you know, Blood on the Real was a documentary, so I don't even really count that because you know it was a documentary and I was using a lot of archived footage. So this is really my first really big feature film with experience under my belt. Now knowing the ropes, and I, I consider this the really the new era for me. I don't know. Uh, well, my name
2: is Dietrich Valhalla, and I appreciate what you do. Don't give up on the horror, my friend. Don't give up on that stuff.
1: If I find something that is interesting, that hasn't been done, then I'll, I'll come back to it. And most, most honestly, it'll be with a, another black and white silent like, not scandalous. Um, You know, but it, for now, I want to branch off to, you know, Three Knocks and a Ring for the next film, and uh, I've met some really good people in Maryland. Uh, Lee Dahl, who is also a filmmaker, and Uh, he only lives roughly 10 minutes from me, and then uh, his partner, Kate Jackson, they're both involved with the next film and helping out a lot with procuring locations and, uh, you know, coming up with all kinds of wonderful things to make Three Knocks in a Ring happen. So, you know, another horror film can happen down the road, um, but again, it'll be more along the lines of Knocktandless, which is, you know, more or less a either an early German expressionist film or it even touches into parts of you know Hitchcock so yes and you keep that up let me tell you again Dietrich Valhalla here
2: I collect dark things I have a new book out check it out themes of the Bell flesh yes you can actually go to amazon.com that doesn't exist yet it's amazing and I'm just telling you now our director friend here fiends of the flesh www.fairlydarkproductions.com that doesn't exist yet and of course www.society-13.com for all our shows hit me up on twitter I don't even know what that is Johnny I mean Mr. Dadgers where are you with that where do we find your stuff
1: Well, my last film, Blood on the Real, The Guts Behind Indie Horror, is released worldwide through SGL Entertainment, who has not been born yet. Um, It's distributed through every major movie retailer, which hasn't been established yet. Amazon, Best Buy, Barnes & Noble's, Target. I, too, also have a book, uh, Never Laughing, which was released through Burning Ball Publishing, available in paperback audiobook and Kindle, and that's available at Amazon or Barnes and & Noble. And Noctambulus will also be released through SGL Entertainment, so it likewise will be released worldwide. And uh, my website, I just got a brand new website today. Um, today? Looking into the future. Uh, it is just official officialjohnnydagger.com.
2: Well, folks, friends, and fiends, thank you for tuning in, and thanks for listening to Diedrich Valhalla, because he's nuts, and you're going to hear more from him soon. You're going to read more from him soon, and then you're really going to <laughs> worry. Look for dead Diedrich, memories. Dietrich, I appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. All right, my friend. Thank you for being part of Kittle Whistle Radio once again. Thank you. All right. Good night, all. Bunch of jerks. Thank you.
3: Electric
2: acid. Electric acid.